Welcome to Remnant Christian Center's podcast. We hope you're encouraged by this message. Amen. Thank you so much. Um, I'm so grateful to be here. And just right away, I just want to um, speak a word over the house. Um, I felt right away, like this morning when I woke up, um, I heard very clear this phrase, in and out. And, you know, I come from the land of in and out burgers, but it's not that. Um, but, you know... <laughs> Maybe, maybe in and out is coming to Florida, but um, <laughs> but um, I felt like it meant a few things, and um, the first, what I sensed, and it doesn't seem prophetic anymore because I've heard so much about you at this point, but I felt the book of Acts. I just felt like the Lord, like this is an Acts church. I just sensed it right away when I was praying this morning and that this this church is not just to feed the the sheep but it's also to go for for lost sheep and I just felt uh, I sensed Acts 1 comes before Acts 2 and um, I felt like the Lord the in and out is because I believe this particular body wants heaven on earth and if you what is the main occupation of heaven what, what, what do you know heaven for? What do they mainly do in heaven? Worship. Worship and prayer, right? That's the main thing they do there. And so I believe, <laughs> I believe the Lord wants heaven on earth in Apopka, and I believe the Lord is saying that he's going to bring heaven and that what he's going to have you guys do, I know there's OHOP, but this is for this house, is to do, like, it's interesting. He says day and night. He doesn't say 24-7. He didn't say that. He just said day and night. Day and night. And he did it all throughout his word, day and night. And I just believe the rhythm of that, just like Acts 1, go to the upper room, pray, and then, and, 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 and worship, right? They gave themselves to worship and prayer, and then what happened? Acts 2. And I feel like the Lord says, I know you're, it's interesting because that rooted video just was playing in the back. And I was like, these are the roots of this house and you cannot ignore your roots. Your roots are day and night worship and it's for here. It's for this place because I believe it's an Antioch type of a center that's for the equipping of the saints to do the works of ministry. Exactly what you said. And I felt Felt like it's to do the works of ministry and I remember this experience I had years ago just as I was worshiping and I was like this is for them I was I was I was crying out to the Lord I was like God I just want you I want you I really really want you and I was crying out and then these two people came to pray for me and as I fell back he turned the y-o-u into e-w-e and he said, if you want me, you want sheep. And you cannot just want me. You have to go after lost sheep. <laughs> and I was like, I just sense this for this house, that this house is not just about the in, it's about the out. Like it's in, then out. In, and then out. <laughs> in and then out and it's consistent because 
God wants to release heaven here, and part of heaven coming is day and night worship. I just believe that with all of my heart. Day and night worship. He wants what is the occupation of heaven to be the occupation of a community. And out of that comes the fruitfulness. And it's interesting um, that I, I had two messages. I was like, God, how do I give both messages? And I realized how I'm giving it. Because this is a word over this house that the, the marking over it, instead of burgers, it's, it's you guys, in and out. Like you won't just be known for out. Because there's a lot of places known for out. Like, we just do outreach. We're trying to get more people. We're trying to get more things. We're trying to, you know, and like, no, no, no. You will be known for the end. Because let me tell you, God named his house one thing. And he looked through out of all of eternity, and he knew he was never going to change his mind about it. He named his na- the house of his house a house of prayer. It's the name in eternity, and it's the name here. It's not just a place. Like, it's not just a building. It's a reality. And guess what? He wants everyone to be into prayer. It's the family business, folks. This is the family business. It is the father's business, and it is Jesus' business. And he wants not the little old ladies in the back room doing it. (laughs) No. I got an amen from them. And (laughs) he wants all of us into it. Because Jesus Christ, our our main leader, our savior, he's really into it. Like, he's really into it. He's not a little old lady. He is a man who is very powerful, and he does intercession. Thank you. (laughs) No, because uh, what, what we've done is we've relegated prayer to a calling. It's a calling. It's a gift. It's their thing. No, 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 no. My house shall be called a house of prayer. It's our thing. It's our thing. And the reason why I I feel like, obviously you guys know this, but I don't know all of you, and I just felt like the Lord wanted to encourage you. You are going to be a place that is known for this. Like, you're not going to just be known for outreach. Even though I believe you're going to do it, you're going to be known for the intimacy of the inn. I just feel this. And the interesting thing is, is I think you're going to have a rhythm of day and then night. Like you'll do it in the morning and you'll have it at night. Now, the reason, you know, an analogy, I want to come down there. But can I come down there? Okay, good. (laughs) I like it better here. I'm tall. You can see me. Um, (laughs) I just feel like. Um, a long time ago, I heard Heidi Baker, who was with, you know, if you were there last night, and she shared this story, and I just, it's the best story, and so I'm going to share it with you. It's not my story, but it's her story, but it's an amazing story. It's for the body. In, the, in this experience, she, she, the Lord told her to take this bread, and she called it rainbow bread. And why it was rainbow bread is because Mozambique does not have preservatives. Like, so bread quickly becomes moldy. And she said it wasn't just green moldy, it was blue moldy. It was like red moldy. It was really, really moldy bread. And the Lord said, take it with you. And then she was going to go preach at her church. And then, she sa- and then the Lord said, buy fresh bread while you go. And so she brought both. 
And, you know, her congregation, the first three rows are literally the hungriest people on the earth. Like, it's one of the poorest nations in the earth, and her congregation, they're really, really hungry. They're not just spiritually hungry. They're, like, really hungry. So during this message, she passed out the moldy bread. <laughs> no one took even a crumb. The hungriest people in the earth don't want moldy bread. That's a powerful message because guess what? One of times, it's not necessarily they don't want Jesus. It's the Jesus we're giving them. <laughs> it's because we haven't been with him very much, and we're trying to give him out. They want fresh, hot bread. Fresh, hot bread. And the only way to get fresh, hot bread is to be with him. It's to be with him. And guess what? Fresh, hot bread you can find in the richest restaurants in the world. And they like it. Isn't that crazy? It, it is a, you, can find, you can give it to the poorest person in any culture and they like it. And so God, he's like, I'll be bread because I know the entire world, no matter how rich they are or how poor, they like hot bread. But they like it hot. They don't want moldy bread. So what does that mean? We have to facilitate in a place like this, a place where people can consistently be in the presence of God. It is the marker of who we are. We love the presence of God more than we love entertainment of being entertained in God. We want to be with Jesus. And it's one of it's what we're mostly known for is we facilitate the presence of Jesus. So whether people are going to the marketplace, they're going to college, they're going wherever they're being sent, out they've been with Jesus and they've received hot bread I love that I could be probably be done I could drop the mic okay amen <laughs> because I feel I, I just feel like that imagery right there I mean that's literally the hungriest people on the earth <laughs> and they won't take moldy bread they're dying and want food, and they won't take it. And it is a reflection of what the church is trying to hand out. Wow, wow. We haven't been with them, and we're still trying to give them away. And so he wants to build within this particular body. He wants to build a place where that is so honored. We want hot bread, God. We want to be in your presence, right? So that we can give out hot Jesus. <sighs> and I believe this is the wisdom of, the, of, of, of even Acts 1 before Acts 2. Acts 1 before Acts 2. So a few years ago, the, uh, the Lord had us do 24-7 um, worship and prayer with 24-7 evangelism. Spend two hours in the presence, then two hours out. So awesome, right? I mean, that's pretty cool. I mean, it's a lot. It's like a four-hour commitment, but at least we have hot bread, right? So then I, I'm, I'm, I decide to sign up. So I said, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to not just be in the prayer room. I'm going to go out. So I go out on a Thursday afternoon. This is L.A. Thursday afternoon, 
few blocks away from the house of prayer. And, you know, there might not be that many people out, but we're just praying, God, orchestrate this. So first thing, the first thing is like, well, we were praying in the prayer room, which we spend two hours there just saturating in his presence, praying for what God was going to do. And by the way, <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm going to just, well, yeah, I'm going to say it real quick. It's not a sin issue. It's a soil issue. And we need to pray for the soil of men. We need to pray that what is hard and resistance becomes soft. We don't need to just think, oh, well, they're just so dark. They're so whatever. No, we need to pray that that soil shifts. God told us how to do it. He's like, yeah, it's a soil issue. Not all soil is going to bear fruit. But if you, if you will give yourself to pray for the soil of hearts, they will shift. They will become open. So we, that's what we did. I prayed for the soil of the people we were about to touch. So we go, and um, I felt like the Lord said, I'm going to heal a lot of people. Well, I had no idea. So we're out for two hours. And it's just a random corner. corner. So I see a woman. She has a little brace on, right? <laughs> and so I go, there she is. There's a person. She's at the bus stop. She barely speaks English. I barely speak Spanish. But I just say, you know, love of Jesus. And I said, pray. You know, I go, pray. And to her, this, right? Whatever. I should know more. I'm from Los Angeles. I took French. I don't know why. But anyway. <laughs> so anyway, so I, pray, so I pray for her, like for her wrist to get healed. And by the way, I'm with two other people. And we have her take it off. And she goes, ow right? After we, she takes it off. So that's the universal language for not healed, right? She's not healed. <laughs> not healed. <laughs> so pray. So I say uno mas. I knew how to say that, uno mas, right? So, um, so we do it one more time, and she's fully healed. She starts, she starts crying, right? Crying. So then we say, this is the love of Jesus. She's a Catholic woman. She loves Jesus already, but we say, this, Jesus wanted to show you his love. And then we pray for her friend, and then they're, they're touched. And there's a laundromat really close by. So we leave them, and we go into the laundromat. We go into the laundromat, the same thing happens. There's five people there. No, there's more than that. There's eight people there. And while we're there, we just start doing the same thing. We start giving them words of knowledge, whatever it is. And then three of them get saved. And all of them get, no, five of them get healed. Meanwhile... And there's a, I want to tell you one story though. We were doing like somewhat, sometimes how to approach them. We would give away these little like bracelets that our friend had made. And we say, hey, would you like a bracelet? Well, we went up to this woman. She had full tats, like, you know, sleeves right up her arms. And she's like, really? You think I want a bracelet? You know what I mean? Like, really? I don't wear bracelets. And I was like, okay. She watches what we do in the laundromat. She taps me on the shoulder and she just said, can I have a bracelet? She's so touched by it. She's like, this isn't normal. People don't just normally want to love people. <sighs> but it's hot bread for you guys. I know that's what it was. It was hot bread. It wasn't, whoops, it wasn't my cleverness. It wasn't my amazingness or the person with us. It was Jesus just oozing out of us. Meanwhile, knock, knock, knock on the laundromat. The laundromat's open. Come on in. You know what I mean? Like, why are you knocking? <laughs> it's the women from outside they called friends 
We didn't tell them to call, friends. There's a prayer line outside. <laughs> There's literally a prayer line outside. She's, they're like, oh, our friends, you know, like, and we're like, okay, we'll pray for them. So we start praying for all of them. Meanwhile, an African-American woman walks by and the Holy Spirit says, follow her. Now, I'm kind of following her saying, hi, you know, like whatever. And she's like, get away from me. Like, she's like running, right? She's running faster now. Like, she's like, please don't talk to me. You know what I mean? So then, but guess where she leads us? Into a health clinic. As soon as we walk in, a woman from Chile who had moved there two, who had moved to L.A. two years before literally starts bawling. We haven't said anything. I was like, what's going on? Like, she's just bawling. I was like, no, no, we're here to share the love of Jesus. She goes, I know, I know. I walked away from him. Blah, blah, blah. And, like, she starts saying, as soon as I moved here, I didn't follow him anymore. I can't believe this is happening to me right now. She just starts weeping and confessing, wow. like, and just repenting. And, and, like, the whole room can hear. I'm like, this is crazy. And, like, the guy next to me who's on my team, he's like, this is like the book of Acts. This is crazy. And I was like, <laughs> and literally, I go, I take advantage of the moment. I go, see what's happening here? This is the love of Jesus. If you want this, raise your hand. We'll pray for you. The entire room raises their hand. <laughs> Except for one person, and that's the lady who brought us there. And I go, you know what? It doesn't matter that you don't want it because guess what? You're the reason this is happening. God chose you to be the vessel of his love. And if you are the reason this is happening, an hour has passed. Just an hour. So then we go to the park. Literally the same thing starts happening. We pray, you know, obviously the park has the people smoking the pot and, you know, drinking beer and like whatever, you know, those people, right? <laughs> And so we go up to them and we say, hey, does anybody need healing? And one brave girl raised her hand. I think a lot of them needed it, but one brave girl raised her hand. It was her knee. So we start praying for her, and she's immediately healed. And she starts running. We don't tell her to run. We don't tell her any of those church things. But she just starts running. And then she goes, ah. you know, she uses the F word a few times. And she's like, I can't believe this has happened to me. I can't believe this has happened. I would never believe this if it didn't happen to me. And you know what happens? She calls all of her friends. We do not tell her to call her friends. She calls all of her friends. <laughs> so this keeps happening for the next hour. And after it's all said and done, 34 healings, 14 salvations. I just felt like God was putting an exclamation mark saying, I like this. I like the prayer team going out. I like the people who are just receiving the presence of Jesus going out. And he says, this is for my whole body. This is for everyone. That if you will be filled with hot bread, you will then give away something that people want. They actually want Jesus. This is for you. This is for RCC. I believe this. I believe it. And um, if you haven't heard of Upper Room, you know, this is how I fight my battles. You know that song? They're out of Texas. They're doing what this is. They're a local church that do day and night. They just do day. Two hours. Night. Two hours. <laughs> they've expanded it as they've grown. But they just offer time to be in the presence and then time to go out. Because a lot of their people work full time. 
But you need the presence. I don't care where you've been sent. You have an inheritance to give Jesus. Yes. <laughs> you have an inheritance to give Jesus. It doesn't matter where you've been sent. If you're a professional, there's an inheritance Jesus has for, through your life for the people around you. And you're going to bring it. You're going to bring it. Okay, so that's my first message. <laughs> but I, wanna, I wanted to impart it here because I believe this is the heart. And I believe you're an axe people. And that the Lord is going, you're going to be replicated other places. This is not going to just happen in Apopka. I just believe it's like Antioch. You're going to send out and people are going to, like, there's something on you guys. And I feel like you were sent out and you're going to keep sending out. So, amen. Okay. <laughs> so, amen. So, I'm going to switch gears. And I'm going to just talk, it's, it's the beginning of the year, so a lot of times people make resolutions, or they want promises. And I just want to speak about the nature of God for a little bit, and about promises. You know, in the Bible it says, his mercies are new every morning. It does not say his promises are new every morning. It says his mercies are new every morning. Now there's promises that we will become like Jesus, and all of those promises are for us. But if you look at how Jesus gives away promises, this daily prophetic, let me get another promise that he's going to do for me, that isn't really how he operates. <laughs> like, he's going to do another thing for me. Now he's going to do another, th you know what I mean? And there are always these amazing, awesome promises. I believe Jesus is committed that we would learn his ways. And part of learning his ways, because guess what? He's so big on his ways that he calls himself the way. That's his first thing, the way, the truth, and the life. And guess what is the hardest thing to swallow about him? His ways. His ways are not our ways. We don't like them. They're not what comes easy to us, especially a culture that believes something and then can do it really quick. Or, believe, or, or, or receive something and then can put it into action immediately. His ways are so different than our ways. And so what he does is he gives us promises so that we can learn his ways. But if we're getting new promises every day, it's hard to learn his ways because we just toss that one aside and get another one. We toss the next one aside, we get another one. Oh, that one's not happening yet? Let me get five more. And I want to tell you something. That is not his ways. Look at Abraham. I mean, if you really want to give him a lot of promises, you could say he had about seven. But he probably had less than that. He probably had about five. This is the father of faith. He has about five promises over his life of what God is going to manifest through his life. Then you take David. He's got about three. Maybe he has four. And you're like, but that's not, I mean, that's not that exciting. I need the next thing. I need the next thing. I need the next thing. And he's like, that's not me, though. <sighs> I have some main things I'm going to do in your life and through your life. I just have a few main things. And I want you to journey with me through the whole thing. But we don't like it because we don't like his ways. Now, I'm going to tell you something about his ways that's going to sound really crazy, especially because you guys are so, woo, fruitful and awesome. <laughs> but let me tell you, but your pastor has been through some stuff. 
This isn't just happened overnight out of nowhere. He is the father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He is the father of Rebecca. <laughs> no, let me start again. Sarah, Rebecca, and Rachel. What do they all three have in common? Barren. What? 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 He, they're all barren. And you're like, why would you, as God Almighty, attach yourself to a barren woman? It's a weird thing to do. But our God loves barrenness. It's weird. It is crazy. And you're like, no, Cheryl, you're just using a random example. Oh, no, no, no. I can take you through the Bible, and it's always there. Because if it wasn't barrenness, it was a wilderness. <laughs> this is his way. We think... We've done, we, 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 we think he's done, we're doing something wrong. He's like, no, 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 you're just following me. You're following me. And by following me, I'm going to take you through some barrenness. I'm going to take you through some nothingness, through some emptiness, through some I can't make it happen. And he likes it. I feel like I didn't want to, I did not want to give this message so much. I did not. I was like, Jesus, let's give me, like, I was just going to preach what I preached yesterday. <laughs> I was like, let me just preach that. And he's like, no, you're going to have to preach this. And I was like, okay, but I believe this is for certain people in this room because God wants to encourage you. You're following Jesus. You're following the one who's okay with barrenness. And you're like, oh, I thought I took a wrong turn. That's why this is happening to me. And he's like, no, 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 you didn't take the wrong turn. I enjoy barrenness. I like it. I like hiddenness. I like smallness. By the way, let's just think about that for a second. If you're a king and you want to describe your kingdom, what do you pick? You pick a little bit bigger than what you are. Maybe not. You may, you may even pick a lot bigger than what you are. And you're saying, that's like my kingdom. My kingdom is like this massive fortress. My kingdom, not our Jesus. Our Jesus picks the smallest things. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Wow. No king does this. There's not a king wow. anywhere. No king picks barrenness and no king picks smallness. No king picks hiddenness. They love manifestation. But that's not our Jesus. Let's go through the list. Leaven. What? You can't even see leaven. Why are you putting your kingdom like leaven? Then he's like, oh, yeah, okay, okay. It's like a mustard seed. <laughs> Why? Why are you picking the small seed? And then you have to put it in dirt. Yuck. And then he's like, okay, I'll say something else. It's like a treasure, but it's hidden. It's in dirt. <laughs> and then he goes, oh, you know what? I'll say one more thing. It's like a pearl. Yeah, just a little pearl. And it's hidden. It's hidden. And so when you know this about Jesus, that he's not afraid of smallness, hiddenness, or barrenness, your life makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> your life makes sense. That which you thought was going to happen. Now, if you're, <laughs> we can follow ourselves and make a lot happen. And that's what we end up doing a lot of times. We're like, let's get off this road. You know, like, he's taking me a long way, and there's not that much to show for it. But he's like, that's my way. I'm going 
I'm going to use an example of somebody really interesting, Mary. Mary. Mary hears that she's going to have a baby, and then she has, she has the baby pretty quick. She's, he's like, I'm going to overshadow you. You're going to be impregnated by the Holy Spirit, and then I'm going to, now I want you to, <laughs> and you're like, see, it happened fast, Cheryl. There's an example. There's an example of a woman who didn't have to wait, experience barrenness, but what happens for the next 30 years? Does anybody know that Jesus is the Son of God? Uh, Mary, we thought that was Holy Spirit. You kept saying that. Um, why is he studying carpentry? <laughs> um, why is he doing everything my kid does? Why is he just like my kid? Wow. Now he's 20 years old. Um, okay, Mary, you said God. <laughs> like, he's building a table. <laughs> he's building a table. And, and I'm sure Mary's like, um, can you please show off? Like, please, just please show off. Like, <laughs> just do something spectacular. <laughs> do something that nobody else could do. And he's like, not my, no, it's not my time. He's passing by blind people. He's passing by people who cannot walk. He's God. He's God. <laughs> he could have dazzled people forever, but he's not doing it. Whoa. That's a She waited after is what I'm trying to say. Her waiting happened, but it happened after. And I want you to know what you're waiting for, what you are waiting for. And so you're like, Cheryl, I just became a Christian. I don't have any promises. We're going to pray today that you get promises. Because God, I'm going to tell you, you were designed in a way in a very special way, that there are promises over your life that are specific to you that will cause God to receive an inheritance through your life. Whether it's through justice, whether it's through, you know, redemption, whether it's through salvation, whatever it looks like, whether it's through compassion, whether it's through hospitality, there is something that is going to be manifested through your life that includes a promise. And there might be, you might have five of them, you might have three of them, but there is a beautiful promise over your life. And guess what? There's waiting. <laughs> and I want you to know you haven't done anything wrong. It is the process of Jesus. Jesus, I wish he didn't like it, but he likes barrenness. And I'm going to tell you something. I've never, I mean, I have said this a few times, but I'm going to say it. Mary and Elizabeth didn't have to be related. Did you ever think about that? They didn't have to be related. He could have had the parent of John the Baptist be over here and the parent of Jesus be over here. But he related them for a reason. And when he told Mary, he's like, you're going to have the son of God. When Gabriel told him that, he said, and by the way, the barren woman, that cousin of yours, she's pregnant. He attached himself even in his birth. And this is, you can learn this in heaven. I'm not teaching it as doctrine, but I believe Mary got chosen through Elizabeth. Elizabeth was blameless. Mary was highly favored. <laughs> the blameless one was waiting to have a child for a long time. And it says of her in the Bible, she was blameless. She had done nothing wrong but she was waiting for a child. 
And that child, she's now really old, and that child's still not there. But then when the child comes, the child is related to the Son of God. <laughs> I mean, and goes down as the greatest prophet in history. Your promise may take a while, but if it is from God, it is going to be filled with his glory, and you're going to see it fulfilled because God fulfills all of his promises. But guess what? We don't like his ways, and so we get off, and we go and do it our own way, but you must follow his way. His way is how you get to the fulfillment of promises. There's no other way. You have to follow him. You have to follow him. Oh, and he, let me tell you, when you do it his way, guess what comes out of your life? Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst. You won't be a hungry and thirsty one if you just flip around promises and never keep one and say, oh, I really believe this, Jesus. We want to manage our pain and say, toss that out. You're not going to do that. I've waited a while. You're not doing it. He's like, no, would you please hunger? Because I want, I really like it. I really, really like it. And I want it in you. Don't toss it aside. I'm going to do it through you. Amen. So I, I, I just feel like for those in this room right now, oh, maybe, maybe I'm too early. I felt like I was Okay, maybe I'm too early. I can keep going for a little bit more. <laughs> but I feel like the Lord wanted to, today to encourage some of you because you've waited and waited and waited and thought, is it God? And it is God. It is God. And he, what he said this year, 2019, I don't want you to get a new promise. I want you to redig some old ones. <laughs> I want you to redig some old ones. And I want you to come to me because that's the thing. He, there's something, if we go, if we say, you know what, we'll just be, a, it, we'll be distant. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I don't want to talk about it anymore. You give up what he wants to do in the, inside of you through that promise. <laughs> do you get what I'm saying? Like, I've done that. I've put it on the shelf and just say, well, whatever. But this is like the promises that you know that you know are God, not the promises from, you know, Miss Prophet or Mr. Prophet or whatever. Like these are like the promises that you know that you know God spoke. And you put it on a shelf. Here, he's like, uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. I want you to be poor in spirit. I want you to feel it. I want you to know it. I don't want you to detour yourself. I want you to feel poor that you can't make it happen. You can't get it done. When you're a barren woman, you can try as hard as you want. You can't make it happen. It says a barren, <laughs> three yet four things, never say enough. And guess what one of them is? A barren woman. She's going to keep trying. She's going to keep trying. She's going to try to make it happen. And guess what? He's like, a barren woman can try as hard as she wants. Until it is time, she can't produce the fruit. That is, I mean, that picture and that God attached himself to that picture and said, I like that. I like when humans can't do it themselves. I have to do it for them. I have to do it for them. He's like, I want you to feel it. And you're like, oh, but I'm part of the de declaration crowd. I just declare it and it's done. You're, you're missing out. You're missing out. 
You're missing out. And I'm going to tell you why. Because our Jesus said, ask and keep asking. Seek and keep seeking. Not, and he's never getting over it. He's never getting over it. He said, yeah, you can declare a thing, but that's not the only thing. You get to feel the weakness of asking and to keep asking. But I'm an American. I can just get it done. I just get it done in my spirituality. And he's like, no, you can't. I am God and you are not. But I have you in me. That's good. But we're going to still do the wait with you. I remember this one woman, she was a prophet. She went, she went to some nation, and she said, yeah, I declared the goodness of God. It's saved. I'm thinking, that place is a mess. Are you kidding? It is not saved just because you declared it. <laughs> You're going to need to wait with me. You're going to need to bear some things with me. It is not done just that way. That is not the ways of Jesus. Okay, amen. <laughs> I don't know what this crowd feels about that, but I feel like we, the declaration fits really good with our American culture, but there's some things that he wants to birth inside of us. Yeah. That's where the fruit that remains is in. We want fruit that remains, and it comes through the journey of following him in his ways. And he's like, you keep asking, because I want you to feel what it's like to mourn. He likes mourning, folks, but I'm a joyful crowd. He's like, yeah, I know you are, but guess what? I want you to feel when you have the promise up here and life's down here. I want you to feel it, and I don't want you to give up on here. I don't want to say, oh, well, I guess God doesn't do that, which is what we do, right? We just don't want to feel the pain of mourning. Take a drug. No, I'm just kidding. But you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just don't let me feel pain. Right? And he's like, no, I have, I have caused you to be able to do all of these things because everything I love, I want inside of you. The pure in heart, <laughs> the meek, the merciful, all that's going to come through the journey. I'm going to cause all of that to come out of your life, not just your pastor's life. I'm going to cause it all to come out of your life, but you got to follow me in the pain. Like whatever that distance is, you're going to follow me in it, and I'm going to produce it through you. (sighs) Amen. (laughs) Everybody would love to preach in front of your pastor. (laughs) Your pastor is the most enthusiastic receiver ever. It's awesome. (laughs) And I just want to, I want it, because if we know this about Jesus, we won't point at someone and said, what did they do wrong? We need to know this about Jesus. So we can encourage them in the wait as they produce fruit on the inside that you can't see that is happening. It might not be manifesting on the outside, but it's manifesting on the inside. It's manifesting on the inside. And we love the fruit. Man looks on the outside, but God looks on the inside. And that's the fruit that will go with you forever and ever. And he loves that fruit. But we have to follow his ways. And agree with his truth, right? Amen. So I'm just going to pray. I'm going to, yeah, I'll invite the worship team up. 
And I'm going to pray first for those who are barren and feel barren, or feel barren. You know, not, oh, maybe actually Jesus will heal barren women today too. He just is like that. He'll do everything all at once. But, but, um, but let's just pray for those who know they're in a season of barrenness and it's been difficult. They've been waiting for the prop, or not even difficult. It's just been barrenness. If that is you, just stand up for a moment. Amen. I'm sure there's more. <laughs> Amen. But I'll do. <laughs> Amen. <sighs> the promise has not yet manifested. I'm going to pray right now. Father, I just thank you for each one who knows the promise and is waiting for it. Whoa. I ask that you would encourage them that you would come with your comfort and you would come with your, oh, I just pray where they've, they've had shame that has come in the waiting. They've had different things come upon them, even doubt or whatever. I just ask in the name of Jesus, you would just baptize them right now with your spirit. I ask that you would come and you would affirm. You would come and affirm. I, could, I wish I could just say, oh, the barrenness is over. But I'm going to say, God, would you strengthen them from within? Would you cause them to be able to follow you all the way? All the way. All the way. And I just pray for those who said, you know what, I just want to do it my way. Father, I ask that today they would embrace your way that you would cause them to say your way. I feel this is for the ones who are not standing up. I just feel like there's some of you who God's saying, come back to my way. Don't try to do it your way, the practical way, the way that can get it done fast. Come to my ways, come to me. You who have no money, you can't make it happen. You who have no purchasing power, come to me and I'm gonna abundantly satisfy you with myself. I just pray right now for those who are waiting that they would experience just the satisfaction of you. The satisfaction of you. Whoa. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And we just pray for this whole room. We ask for promises. The promises of old and some of them who just come to Jesus. The promises that are new. We ask that, God, you would release promise. You're a fulfiller of promise. You have promises over people's lives. I ask that you would just cause those promises to fall upon them, God. Let them know. Enlighten their eyes that they may know the hope of their calling. Enlighten their eyes that they may know the hope of their calling. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. For more information about us, please visit remnantchristiancenter.com.